Hey y'all. Hey y'all, we're back to the back to the back with another episode. And um I don't know what I was about to say. Um, back with another episode. <laughs> Today's topic is about Advent, about the ultimate giver being God. Um, and yeah, just really like the true meaning behind Christmas. What is Advent? Mm-hmm. Why do we celebrate? Like all of that. So yeah, um, if you didn't check out the last episode, Armor of God Part 2 with Pastor Vic and Pastor, Pastor Greg, make sure you go check that out um and watch or listen to <laughs> listen to or watch both parts because if they you were... watch it's so funny Bro, <laughs> when you listen, watch, so funny. definitely watch it because they're hilarious like yeah but, much um, going yeah on. so tap into both of those episodes those are really good um but yeah that's that's it for like intro stuff i guess Camille? Yeah. There's nothing else I had to say. It's just, we're talking about. Hey. Jump into it then. Yeah. We'll jump into it. So, um, all right. I guess I'll start with the first question. Camille, what is actually <laughs> mean to you? Well, Funny because she wrote question, the question. But, uh... Yeah, I did. But, um, you typically ask. Anyway, um, so. For me, Advent season means um, really just expectation of something. Well, really just like an expectation. And I would also say waiting. I'm going to talk a little bit more about like why I said waiting. Because when I was doing more, I don't want, it is research, but it wasn't like I was, it it is research because I was diving deeper into the topic, but it wasn't. I don't know. When I think of research, I just think of school. So it wasn't that. But when I was just looking more into the topic, studying. waiting does. Yeah, studying. Yes, going deeper, um, looking at not only my Bible, but also yeah. other supplemental sites and stuff. So it talks about waiting. But for me, first thing I think of is just like an expectation. Or you're waiting for someone, something. But just when I hear it, it's just an expectation. Yeah. That's good. Um, for me, I would say <laughs> waiting on God to fulfill his promise, the ultimate promise. Um, but in that finding peace and joy and living with it, like no having peace and joy, knowing that it's coming. And we'll get into that more later on. But yeah, that's what that's me. the season of waiting is like the biggest thing. Season yeah. of waiting, and you know something is coming, so you're able to wait on it. Mm-hmm. And I think we've all mm. experienced. Well, even even if we're not currently experiencing it, we will experience a, a waiting season outside of just the Advent right. season. Like we're always going to be waiting. It's just this time is very special because we know who's coming, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, so great. Um, but even but yeah. in a regular season of waiting, I think that's that's something we have to remember. Is like we're able to wait well because we know something better is coming. You may mm-hmm. not know what it is. Like in this season of waiting for Advent, we know what it is. But in a regular season of waiting, you may not know what it is, but you know it's something good. So that should get you through the waiting season. And even on top of that, 
because we've experienced Advent and we know what's coming out of Advent, we can just trust God that in the next waiting season, something good's going to yep. happen because we waited here and Jesus is coming. Like, and it's yep. about the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So if he did that for just for the Advent season, we know anytime we got to wait, something good, something better is right. coming. If he could do so. that and have us wait just, nah, I learned how to say that. <laughs> I was going to say a month since we celebrate Advent for a month, but obviously they were yeah. waiting longer for the Messiah. Years. People were, but, <laughs> the prophecies yeah. were going on years yeah. prior to the physical manifestation of Jesus, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> to dive just a little bit deeper, you know, if you're new here, First of all, like, welcome, but also you guys, you know, make sure you tap into the <laughs> show. So how we typically do stuff, we, um, not only do we talk about what it means to us, we're also going to look at Google, other tongues, um, Cheyenne does that section, and then we also look at what the Bible has to say. So to start us off, when I Googled the word Advent, it means the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event. And that's just like the most basic definition. The other definition was just saying, like, for the Christian faith, then it was like the expecting arrival of Jesus. But I liked how Mm -hmm. even in the regular version, if you will, it's the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is all those things. Like, Mm -hmm. I just think it fits both ways. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Okay. Um, I didn't know if you were done. I am. I, okay. I literally just finished. Um, oh. <laughs> He's something special. Something happened. He's so special. No, no, no. So something special. happened. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, um, in other tongue, so in Hebrew, the word advent can mean revelation, emergence, exposure, um, mm. appearance, presence, showing, arrival, coming, or epiphany. And when I searched up the word epiphany, mm. the Google literally said the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles as represented by the, I think it's Magi, Matthew 2, 1 to 12. When you search up epiphany, that literally what comes up. So That's yeah, amazing. just overall in Hebrew. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, just the arrival of something great, basically, like you're expecting it to come. And I like that it said revelation. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus is the revelation, you know, of what was to come. So, yeah. Um, and then in Latin, the word Advent comes from Adventus, meaning a coming um, approach or arrival. So basically just coming, a notable person coming, as Google said. But yeah. I love that. Okay, and the Bible Project, they had a whole, they, they also have like videos and a Bible plan about this, but I saw an article that they had posted on their website, and I thought it was really good to share. Um, they define Advent as a four-week season in the church calendar dedicated to anticipating the arrival or Advent of Jesus of Nazareth, the long-awaited Messiah and King. So when we say it's a four-week season, it's really the four Sundays preceding to Christmas. So typically in churches, they would kind of honor it. Um, they Some churches might do a message about like each week leading up to it. Some churches don't necessarily do that, but they still honor that like, oh, we're still in this Advent season. So, and the four Sundays also kind of represents 
there's four pillars. So the purpose of Advent is to reflect on hope, peace, joy, and love. And this is also symbolized with the Advent candles. So yeah. I know yeah. at Naya's church, I think she said they light a candle every Sunday leading they up do. to Christmas. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. We don't do that. We have like one candlelight service, which is like right. I think it's the night before Christmas. Like, yeah, it's Christmas Eve. We have a candlelight service. Yeah. But we don't do like all four. But yeah. Yeah. Neither does my church. I'm pretty sure they do the candlelight service during the because they're having the communion this this mm. upcoming Sunday because Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday. So they're doing that and the candle together. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, so going off of, I guess, like what you said about the hope, peace, joy, and love, those are like the basic, if you would, basic themes of Advent. So we'll go into more deeper into that. Um, and those were explained deeper in like the Bible project. They had a Bible plan, as she mentioned. Um, but yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it right now. That's why. I no. Okay. Moving along. There was this, this other one. It was from a Christian blog. I don't remember the exact name. But um, this blog was talking about how Advent also means waiting. So we kind of mentioned that before. It's like a waiting season. And it's this expectation of the arrival of someone. And we know it's Jesus. But Advent is about waiting. And they explicitly said, when we come to Advent, we remember the promise that Christ has come and will come again. So I want to bring this up because now that we already know, like, Jesus was born, all that good stuff, but he did ascend and he is returning. So some people say the second Advent or the second coming is us expecting and waiting for Jesus to return. Um, and then I wanted to read Revelations chapter 21, verses 2 through 5, what kind of talks about how Jesus will be coming back. We don't know the exact day, but there's signs that, that kind of lead to him coming back. But also, like, I feel like some people, say that like yes he's coming back like tomorrow because x y and z happened but you really don't know like you don't know, you, you don't know so Nobody. it could be tomorrow but it also could not be i'm so. gonna find that verse it says not even the son knows only the father knows yeah jesus I don't even Paul know when he's coming back that. <laughs> <Let me take laughs> so what word. makes you think you do anyway um let me read the person <laughs> coming back doesn't even know when he's coming back <laughs> what makes you think bro like come on okay um so reading revelations it says and i saw the holy city the new jerusalem coming down from god out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband this is john speaking so revelation is um jesus gave this to john to kind of speak about so there's some parts of revelation where jesus is talking but majority of it it's john talking but he receives these like visions and and it's all like making sense. So yeah. Okay. So when it says I, this is John talking. Um. So yes, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. So this just talks about how 
when Jesus is coming back, like for his bride, we are, the church is the bride um, of Christ and everything like that. So there's kind of, it, there's metaphors towards marriage. So it's not just like one specific person is the bride. We mm-hmm. are, as a, a body of believers, we are the bride of Christ and Jesus is coming back for his bride, which is us. And really just to know, like, it's also going to be a beautiful thing. Well, for the believer, if you're not a believer, that's kind of scary. But um, for the believer, it's a beautiful thing because it literally just talks about how he will wipe away every tear from your eyes. There'll be not like no death, no pain, no sorrow, no crying. Like that's something to look forward to. Not to say that we mm-hmm. like only look towards that. So like going, when you think about life right now, I think sometimes you can get be too future focused like yes that's amazing like yes i'm looking forward to that yes i'm looking forward to heaven but god also is still keeping me here so he wants to make sure that we're being good stewards of our time while we are here i think sometimes you get caught up and we can we might focus on the end but like god still wants to do something with you and for you right here right now in the present yeah let me go off of that real quick because i was reading i highlighted a verse yesterday where paul was talking about um, hold on. Philippians one. This is NLT. So he says, "For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will come to be bold for Christ, as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. For to me, living means living for Christ, and dying is even better. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better." I'm torn between the two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which will be far better for me. But for your sakes, it is better that I continue to live. So that's kind of what you were saying about like, it's going to be good to be with him. But he's also, he also still has us here on earth for a divine purpose to bring other people to him. So that was good. That's Philippians 1, like verse 21 and 24. And then the other verse we were talking about, um with not even Jesus knowing the day or time is Matthew 24:36 to 37 it says but about that day Jesus is saying this but about that day or hour no one knows not even the angels in heaven nor the son but only the father as it was in the days of Noah so it will be at the coming of the son of man Jesus doesn't even know when he's coming like, how are you going to send somebody somewhere and not even tell them when? Take a lot of trust. But take a lot of trust. Yep. Like, That's really good. But, yeah. So, um, I also saw, like, I, I kind of said this earlier, but seeing Advent as waiting, as we talked about earlier, like, it's a season of waiting. Um, It's a season of waiting on got on Jesus right um but I also see it as a season of waiting on like various promises that he's gave us for given us for our personal lives um like obviously we're all waiting on Jesus to come back for the second time but there's also promises that God has given us for things that are going to happen before Christmas and before New Year's so this Advent season can also be a season of waiting on that um and something I was just thinking and like wrote down mm-hmm. is like waiting on the ultimate promise and waiting on other promises personal to us. So yeah. Kind of ties up what Advent is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really good though. Like really just know that I think we're 
I don't want to say we're constantly in a state of waiting, but um, I feel like that's we as we wait. Yeah, I'm, we are because one, you, I think the forever one is like Jesus coming back, but then also there's like there's things that are coming along that like God has revealed some things to us, but we don't know like every single detail. We just have to like trust His plan. It's like okay, I, you revealed to me what a glimpse of my future is going to be like what's going on in, in the in the middle of it? Like, until we get to that point, like, what am I doing here? So, yeah. So I guess, like, we are in a, a constant posture of waiting, but it really, you just want to be mindful of, like, how your heart is during that whole process and to not lose hope and to not really give up, right. even in the midst of the waiting. And I think that's kind of, like, why the other pillars in Advent are talk talking about the peace, hope, joy, and love. Like there's still good things to be, to look forward to as we're waiting. Like it can be hard, but there's still peace that you have access to. There's still a hope right. that like, that's us like waiting. Um, and then there's still that, the joy, because we know what's really going to happen. And then of course, love. And yeah, I wanted to talk about why Advent is important. So we kind of like, we defined it. We went a little bit deeper. We talked about, like I just said, like the four pillars and everything and then what it means to us. But I wanted to say, honestly, like simply put, it's the celebration of our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the that's why it's very important. It, it seems simple, but yeah. that, that's like really what we're celebrating. This is the reason for the season. Like so, sometimes it, we can get so... I think sometimes we get caught up in like presents, the other stuff that happens around Christmas, and it's not about that. And even taking it a step like further, like I know like some people are like, yeah, it's not about what's under the tree, it's who's around the tree. Yes, that's great that we should be grateful of like our family, our loved ones, our friends, but pressing Please deeper, like who so gave funny. you those people? Like that's I think good. a lot of people, we just stop at the bare minimum. Like, yes, it's not just about the presents. I'm so glad you realized that. But it's not yeah. even just about like those who are around the tree but it's like who gave you those people who provided those ways for it can happen like sometimes we get yeah. so caught up in the gift and we forget the giver so that's really what this season is it's about really to remind us of who the ultimate giver is like we mm -hmm. have what we have right now like people things places like anything that we just have access to because god allowed it like, because right. God said, like, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna give him this, you know, what? I'm gonna give him these parents, you know, what? I'm gonna give him these friends, I'm gonna give him this opportunity, I'm gonna give him this physical gift, like, I'm gonna I'll make sure that their family has the means to pay for this gift or something. So it all boils down to like, God gave it to us. So always yeah. just being like, yes. Um, I just like always just being mindful of like, who this is really all about this Christmas season. Yeah. So yeah, and, and then I wanted to that real quick oh, go before ahead. you keep going. Um go I think something really just something I should mention here. Um we do like every Christmas morning, me and my family, like when we're around the tree or whatever, the first thing we do is pray and read the story of Jesus. Just to set that foundation and remember, like, he's the reason for the season. He's the reason that we have the gifts. He's the reason that we're all able to be here. Um, and before we open any gifts, like, we don't do the whole, kids, run downstairs, get your gift. No, right? Like, we wait and somebody, like, reads the whole story of Jesus, somebody prays. And it's just a really good reminder, like, he's the reason, you know, for everything that's happening right now, so. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It just, I just keep thinking of the Frank Franklin song. 
Jesus is the reason mm-hmm. not for the season. This is another yes. Christmas album, not gonna lie. <laughs> I haven't seen would, anything new. Especially with all his new connections with the younger like gospel artists, I feel like it would I think it would be yeah. really good. That would be good. I think it would be really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wanted to share um the devotional I was doing. I did an Advent devotional. It was come it was called Come Let Us Adore Him in the Bible app. And I wanted to read day seven. So I think it really just, um, I think it's like a, I think it encapsulates everything we were just saying about how like we're celebrating Jesus Christ and why it's a good thing. So it starts off and says, in his infinite wisdom, God knew that the only thing that could rescue us from ourselves and repair the horrendous damage that sin had done to the world was not a thing at all. It was a person, his son, Mm -hmm. the Lord Jesus. God's response to our rebellion was to give us himself. He is the great redeeming, transforming gift. He is the rescue. He is the forgiveness. He is the restoration. He is life, hope, peace, and security. There is no salvation apart from him. There is no deliverance from the presence and power of sin apart from him. There is no restored relationship with God apart from him. There is no new heaven and new earth apart from him. There is no end to sickness and suffering apart from him. There is no defeat of death apart from him. There simply is no such thing as redeeming grace and all that it means apart from the willingness of God to give us himself in the person of the Messiah, Jesus. And then it closes with, this season, in the midst of all the celebrations and gift giving, be careful to remember that at the center of what we celebrate is one game changing, life altering, hope giving reality. Mm-hmm. Grace is a person, and his name is Jesus. It's really good. Yeah. It's really, really that, good. That was a great plan I did. And it was really just talking about um, what really just like the love of God, like what he really did for us. And I'm very familiar with the story. So I was like, is this just going to be telling me about the birth of Jesus? And actually, most of the scriptures were not just about the birth. Like the first day was in Luke. And it's, you know, when um, the angel speaks to Mary saying like, hey, you're going to have a child. And she's like, how can this be? And then like, that's how the story kind of keeps going on. But it does start off with that. But it also talks about different scriptures about one, we were always expecting this. And then just the character of God. That's what I really got from this plan. I thought it was unique in that sense where, because even if you know the story, one, you can keep reading the Bible and still get new revelation. So don't think that you're just mm-hmm. like, you outgrown the Bible or you outgrown this story. Because the greatest sermon of all of the gospel, that's the greatest sermon you will ever hear. So to say that you outgrew that, no. You need to press mm-hmm. in a little bit deeper. So this one was really just talking about like, what I got from it was really the character of God and how loving and how gracious he really is to send his son to save the entire world. Like I would not be here. You would not be there without Jesus. Like, yeah, I tell people, this really good. I tell people. and I like, I like how a pastor talks about that, like during tithes and offerings, specifically offering. Um, and he talks about how God literally gave a gift that cost him. Like, when you sit and think about that, like, his only son, and, like, there's certain things that he asked us for that we can't give him. Like, that's crazy, bro. He really died for you, and he didn't stay dead. Yeah. Like, other people may think that they, they are right or die, like, 
but the, it's not the same. It's that that it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to share that. Um, that. Um, I guess that passage, if you will, from that oh. devotional. But I th- I thought it was really good and really timely for what we're talking about. And then I also yeah. just want to provide some space to just talk about, like, what if Christmas doesn't feel or look that joyful? Not only this year, but just, like, in general. Like, because sometimes it could be a every year type of thing. Because, like, it's not always, like, everyone doesn't always have, well, yeah, everyone's going through whatever they're going through. So sometimes the holidays, it can be spent with like mourning. Sometimes it could be you're just going through something very challenging. This could be a challenging season. And then sometimes the yeah. Christmas season is a reminder of probably what you don't have or who's not who's not with you or, or things of that nature. Um, and then I just wanted to just say that God is still good. Like, even though it may not feel that way, we have to just really remind mm-hmm. ourselves like of the truth. And I know it's very hard. I mean, we're not, everyone doesn't experience the same thing. Even if we went through the same thing, like how I take something can be very different from how you take it. So this isn't to say that like, well, just forget about your problems. Like, you know, just believe Mm -hmm. in Jesus. You'll be fine. Like this isn't just to sprinkle some Jesus glitter over the situation. Like life would be life and life can suck at times. And some things just like, it makes no sense. Like we can be, sometimes like, I'll even be frank. Like sometimes we, we can feel like angry at God. Like, why did you do this? Like, why did they leave me? Why am I going through this? And I just wanted to just provide this space to really just remind us that God is still good and his goodness is not contingent upon our situations or circumstances. And yeah. I wanted to read um, Psalm Let me just go off of that real quick. Okay. Before you go. Um, I was just thinking like, that's the beauty of God is he's with you in those feelings or like in those mm-hmm. moments of feeling like, why is this happening? and you know all of that like he wants you to invite him into that space he's not saying oh this is all about me like i sent my son dot 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 like you should be happy no like he's not telling you that and that was actually mentioned in the bible plan i did by bible project they were saying like having joy is not just i guess covering up your problems or covering up what you're going through but mm-hmm. having joy means like recognizing that God is there with you in it and he's still mm-hmm. he's still doing things and working with you on your behalf in the midst of it. So yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Like he's he's still working. And I just think it, it really is like a blessing the fact that like you're able to wake up each day mm-hmm. like that in itself is a blessing. Like he kept you because he still wants to use you. You still have a purpose. Like on your life, you were made on purpose for a purpose. If you still have breath in your lungs, you still have purpose. So, like, um, just really just reminding ourselves of that because that life can get very challenging, especially as you get older. Like, stuff can just, I don't know, just stuff just just be happening. Um, and then that's why I really wanted to read Psalm one twenty five verses one and two because it talks about the wraparound presence of God. And I kind of mentioned mm-hmm. before, like, just like God's character. Like, he he does love you. He still loves you. He's never stopped loving you. I know it may not look the best right now, but that doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that God isn't good because if he's, if, if he's not, that just means he's contradicting himself, but that's not what God does. Like God is faithful. He's still good. And he is loving. Um, So yeah, as I'm reading, I'm reading the passion translation, you know, TPT, (laughs) 
Love it so much. So it says, those who trust in the Lord are as unshakable, as um, as immovable, as mighty Mount Zion. Just as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord's wraparound presence surround his people, protecting them now mm. and forever. And That's I really wanted good. to this, um, I read this like two weeks ago and I've really been sitting with God's wraparound presence and like, what does that mean? And um, I wanted to give one, I'm going to share this thing that Pastor Welcher, <laughs> so shout out First Baptist Church East Point. Yeah, I saw um, this. Had, I was like, I feel like yeah. I know this man. He had, <laughs> I feel like I know this Yeah, shout out Naya's dad. Um, he was oh, talking well. about how um, God is just like all around us. So I was really sitting with this scripture for a minute. And then when he gave that sermon, he had said, God is before me, God is behind me, God is above me, and God is within me. And he said, like, okay, like, we had to keep repeating it until we actually, like, kind of believed it. So we kept repeating that God is before me, God is behind me, he's above me, and he's within me. And that just reminds me of his wraparound presence. And I think God was just telling me again and again, like, I'm here with you. I will never leave nor forsake you. There's actually a song that talks about that. Um, Love Note by Upper Room. Yeah, she literally says that. Y'all should listen to that. We could post that song. Um, Love Note by Upper Room. I was also going to mention, Camille had wrote, like, the best present is his presence. Sarah Jewer says that in her song, Anchor. So definitely going to post these songs because they're really good, like, for this season and just understanding, like, God is with you, you know, in the midst of it. So, yeah. Yeah. And he feels with us, like... As I, mm-hmm. I'm doing a plan where I'm reading the Bible in the year. So as I've been reading like different stuff, like I really just not only just see the character of God, but like it's so evident with Jesus, like how he sits, um, he sits with the common people. He sits with sinners. He, um, he doesn't sin, but he just like he, people are attracted to him because he's just so perfect. And then he also like weeps when we're weeping um, and understanding that we don't do life completely alone. Even if we may not have someone physically here, um, the Holy Spirit is our true comforter. So like we're never really doing life alone. And it's just a nice reminder to know that like I don't have to do this alone. I don't have to do this walk alone because if I did, man, life would be much harder. Life is still going to be challenging. Like just because um, you give your life to Christ does not mean life is just rainbows Mm -hmm. and sunshines. Like God reigns on the just and unjust alike like his righteousness reigns on on everybody so it doesn't mean we get curved because we're christian it just means we know how to handle it i I think we're better stewards of of those challenges because we know um, again we're in that expectation that something better is happening something better is coming it won't always be like this it's going to be turning around for our good for our favor yeah yeah that's good. And that just goes into um, just as we go deeper into the themes of Advent, that definitely ties in. Um, but as I said, I did a plan with or from the Bible Project, and it was on Advent. They didn't really explain what Advent was. It was just like videos on each word, peace, hope, joy, and love. So that was good. But I wish I did another plan, too, before, like, doing the podcast that really explained Advent. Um, But I guess, like, you did that, so you were able to explain it, then I was able to bring this perspective in. So that was good. Um, But just beginning with the first word. Yeah. Praise God. Um, Beginning (laughs) with the first word, which is peace. 
Um, so peace is important for Advent because Jesus is peace. He's the Prince of Peace. And we have peace knowing that he's coming. So just a verse off of that real quick is Isaiah 9, 5 to 6. It says, for to us, a child is born to us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's just a good reminder of like, why does peace matter for Advent? Because he is peace. He is the prince of peace. One and two, we know that he's coming. Um, And the word for peace in Hebrew is shalom, which means complete Mm. and whole. So when Jesus came, when the Prince of Peace came, he brought wholeness to our broken pieces. He like made each part of us complete. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That was just that was good. I like how they did explain and break down every word. Um, Mm -hmm. So the next one is hope. Wait, 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 wait. Before you dive deeper into this, I just want, like, just sitting on how shalom means complete and wholeness, it's just, yeah. like, we're only made complete through Jesus. Like, and you, yeah. like, God completes us. Like, you cannot, like, other people cannot fill that void. Like, like Cheyenne was saying, like, we were broken. And we were we were broken because sin has entered the world. Like, we're all, like, it, it's a broken world. It's a broken world. Things are messed yeah. up. So we're all, like, broken. Right. You can't place this expectation on someone else to fill the void that jesus filled like that's good we're only it's only complete through through him like god Mm -hmm. completes us it's not gonna be another person because you'll always be let down always so yeah i just want to put that in there like that's where that completeness comes everything in him is complete because he he doesn't he doesn't start anything he's not going to finish so everything he does will be complete his love for you is complete his peace the peace complete his plans for you complete yeah he makes us complete like we can't be broken because we have like a savior who Mm -hmm. brings us wholeness like Mm -hmm. i feel like there's definitely more there (laughs) i just see him just like piecing us together like i know we're because he's the um i would just like not only is he's like the ultimate healer some people like I've also heard like how God is like the like the greatest surgeon, greatest heart surgeon because he's like working mm-hmm. on our hearts and everything. So like he yeah. is in the business of healing. Like that's just what that's just what he does. <laughs> that's good. And I just see him that's just like really good. Just sewing us back up, piecing us back together. And then we're mm. but like the healing is a process. Like you don't just all of a sudden mm. you feel fine. No, it's a process. And sometimes if we try to rush it, we can delay it or we'll end up with a bad wound when we didn't necessarily have to have the wound. It could have been complete healing and it fades over time. But sometimes we're impatient. Like I know me, I used to like, I used to pick my scabs when I was younger because I was like, why is this on me? And then if I just let the scab be, it would have just faded fine. But then now I have scars that, I mean, I mean, some of them have faded, but it takes a long time or they just don't fade. So sometimes I think we we rush that healing process instead of just like trusting in the one that gives us ultimate healing. Yeah. Back to the surgery, like while the surgery he's with you, but even after the surgery, like while your scar is healing, while that wound, I guess, is healing, like he's there with you in the process as it's mm-hmm. getting better. Yeah. That's, good. That's really good. Um, yeah, so the next word is hope. Um, so one is we have hope in the coming Messiah. 
And two, we have hope in the return of the Messiah. Um, so back then they had hope in the Messiah coming. And then now for us, we have hope in the return. So Psalm 39 and 7 says, TPT. <laughs> and now God, <laughs> and now God, I'm left with one conclusion. My only hope is to hope in you alone. So David is like, there's nothing else to hope in but you. Like you are everything, everything you're thinking in the end. Yeah. Everything is fleeting, but you. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yes. um, and hope, as they described it in the Bible plan, is the state of anticipation, which is crucial for human existence. It's crucial for us to wait on something. If we just get it quick, mm. it's not going to be good. We have to wait. That's why waiting is so apparent in our lives and we see it so much because that's it's crucial for human existence. Um, hope is also not focused on our circumstances. It may not even look like it'll be better, but we hope. We have hope in the Messiah. We have hope in God. So even with circumstances, you know, we hope yeah. for better. Yeah. And There's then, something um, there. Like when you just said like... <laughs> we're made to like we're, we're we're made for waiting like we, we can't yeah. like how we're how we're designed how we're made there's a reason why waiting shows up in almost every facet of our lives well then it why does. if that's in so important literally. to humanity why is it so hard for us to wait mm. like if that's like it's going that's a constant in life yet it's so difficult for mm. many of us i'm gonna say majority because i'm gonna use a bigger world like majority of the people it's hard for like hard for us to wait. There's some of us who are better at waiting in certain situations. Like, okay, maybe I'm better at waiting in a line, but now I'm waiting on this decision. I can't really wait for that. Like there's certain areas of our life we're better at waiting than others. But if this is a constant and this is something that we were just designed and it's important to humanity as us as human beings, why is it so difficult? This is like, it could be, it's a theory, not rhetorical, but the things, the things that are, if you really think about it, the things that God puts in place is hard for humans to do because we're not God. God puts Mm. in place for us to wait, but it's hard for us to do it because we're human. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. It's hard for us to do because we're human. So that means we have to depend on him. He does this. So we depend on him. Come on. Come on. I didn't think I was going to get the answer Come to on. this. I was Come just thinking, on. like, why is this so hard? But he does this so he does not something we everything made up. we do, because everything we do is supposed to get glory to God. So even in the yeah. waiting, he wants us to depend on him so he gets the glory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang. Dang. And it's not, waiting is not made up by us. The things that we make that are made up by us, the laws that we constitute or whatever, the things that we put in place, they're easy for us to do because we made them up. I can bend the rules mm-hmm. if I want to because I made it yeah. up. Yeah. But God, like, yeah. you can't bend the rules to his waiting. You can't bend the rules to what he's telling you to do. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. It's yeah. hard to give up that control. Oh, come on. Come on, Holy Spirit. That's good. That's good. That's really good, actually. That's blessing me. I think that brings hope. (laughs) Crazy brings hope. Brings hope to some people in the waiting, though. Like, number one, knowing that the waiting has to happen. Number two, knowing that God Mm. established waiting seasons in our lives. And we all have waiting seasons. It's not like some people have, some people don't. Everybody is waiting on something. 
Mm-hmm. Like everybody is waiting on something. Yeah. So just knowing yeah. that he made the waiting season and that the waiting season mm. is producing something better. Yeah. It's because everything he makes is good. So like I can trust I can trust the waiting season because I know mm-hmm. who orchestrated it. Yeah. Like, I don't know, know why I keep thinking of a baby. Like I feel like he's trying to say something like that. I keep thinking of like the just baby? a woman being pregnant. And, like, the nine months that it takes for the baby to grow, Mm. like, you can't just, it doesn't happen immediately. Like, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, you don't have the baby right there that second. You have to wait (laughs) nine months. That would be so crazy. (laughs) That would be insane. Uh, You Uh, have to wait nine months for the baby to, you know, develop in the mother's womb and the mom even that's even a season for her to develop because she's waiting or not develop but a season for her to get ready for what's coming she may be ready for the she may know that the child is coming that the baby is coming but maybe it's her first so maybe she's going to classes maybe she's trying to better understand what's going to come so that's even Mm -hmm. a time for her you know to get ready so yeah man get ready get ready get ready get ready i was thinking of a team james you're funny okay, okay. um we haven't talked about this before but like god's past faithfulness motivates hope for the future um so in the past god told them through the prophets that the messiah was coming and he did jesus when he came that? told us that he was coming back and we know he will come back because he was faithful the first time. So it's not a question of like, is this promise going to happen? Is this still like, is the deal still on? Like, no, like we know it's going to happen. (laughs) We know it's going to happen because of God's past faithfulness. So Mm -hmm. you don't switch up. You don't switch up. Nope. Um, Next word and next theme for Advent is joy. So, joy in the arrival of the Messiah. Yeah. So, Luke verse 2 and 10 says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. So, Jesus is that source of ultimate joy. Mm -hmm. And joy is an attitude that God's people adopt, not because of happy circumstances, but because mm. of our hope in God's love and promise. Yeah. And as you can see, yeah. like all of these words just tied yeah. together. Peace, hope, joy, like everything goes together. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so the joy of God's people is not determined by our struggles, but by mm-hmm. our future destiny. We can't That's look good. at our certain, our current circumstances and find um, and see joy, I guess. But we know that there's joy coming out of it. Yeah. So yeah. And I just, I just um, think to that, how God, even like how God looks at us, like he sees the end, like right when he's mm, looking at us. Cause he's like, I know where I'm taking her. I know where mm, I'm taking them. Oh my gosh. The little good. things. Anyway, I like, I know where I'm taking them. And what? I just think he looks at us with such joy. Like, and I just think like, because I, I don't know, there's just something there how, like how he sees us because he just, oh. he sees what we can become. Yes, bro. So that's why it's it's so easy for him to love uh, us because he sees the end. Yes. He loves, like, he loves us in our, like, in our jacked up state. Like, he, but he knows, like, I know what I'm about to do with him. 
I know what they can become. That's why I can put a smile on my face because I know something's happening. Like, I just love how it's, how that's like true joy where we're not, it's not because we're happy of what's like technically like really going on right here, right now, but it's like what, what is to come. And that's how God sees us. What is to come. And that's why it can be hard for us to love other people because we see them right now. I don't care about your future. I don't care what's coming in your future. I see you right now and I see how you're treating me right now. I see how you're treating other people right now. And I just don't want to love you, period. (laughs) But we have to make the conscious decision to see God, see them as God sees them, which is Mm -hmm. through a futuristic lens, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Man, man, the next one is good. love, bro. <laughs> and we just said that God's love. Keep going. Go ahead. The Go next ahead. Word is love. Talk about so, the love. Uh, how it ties into Advent is the greatest gift is love. Jesus is the greatest gift. Mm. So Jesus is love, one. And then two, mm-hmm. why love is important for Advent is to love yourself and love others. Um, so First John 4, 11 says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Um, So love Mm -hmm. is a choice we make to seek the well-being of others and not ourselves. Love is also an action and not a feeling. We talked about that before. Um, And then love was defined um, back then by Jesus' teachings and how he treated other people. So to understand love, because it can be a complex word. It can mean many different things, I guess. Um, but they defined it back then as like by they defined it back then by looking at Jesus' teachings and how he treated other people. Yes. Yeah. Amen. That's really good. But yeah, so those are the themes of Advent. Um, definitely do some more digging and studying yourself just to understand it. Um but I think it's cool that it has like four words that sum it up and all of them tie into waiting and Jesus is coming and just the hope and the joy that's to come. Um, oh, yeah. I also had a few more things on how love ties into Advent. So one is recognizing the gift of love, which is Jesus. Two is learning from him how to love other people. That's very important in this mm. season of waiting and of Advent, too is loving other people as we were just talking about. And then the third way that love ties into Advent is knowing that he came and knowing that he is coming because of God's love for us. Love moved God to give us the gift. Mm -hmm. So the question I guess that I asked myself while doing this Bible plan is like, what can, oh, Jesus. Oh, sorry. These alarms, y'all. If you know Cheyenne in real life, you probably heard a few Her life is insane. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. what can I do um, to show other people that I love them, right? Because God gave, mm. what, or what can I give to show other people that I love them? Yeah. That's good. That's something to That's it, man. think about, too. Mm. Man, all I got to say is better is coming. And yeah, he loves you so much. Like for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And no, you believe in him? 
you shall have everlasting life. Like it that's John three sixteen. What's that song? Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and get yourself a tambourine. What is that uh-huh. song, bro? <laughs> Dang. That's the only the only phrase I know. But uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, I think that's all. Um yeah, hope y'all had, had a great Christmas, man. Reflect on the true meaning. Um, mm-hmm. If you didn't watch, obviously all of y'all don't go to our church, but if you didn't watch the Christmas cantata that life did on Sunday, it was really good, like really great Christmas story. Um, and just like show the true meaning of Christmas. That was the title of it, the meaning of Christmas. So yeah, if you want to watch a little Christmas play, Christmas production, Life Church Atlanta YouTube last sunday (laughs) but yeah this was great this was god make sure y'all continue being a light and uh see y'all next week for the last episode of the year oh man bye y'all bye